Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die CFML News Edition Podcast. It's November 2nd, and it's episode 124. Unfortunately, today I've lost my co-host, so uh, we're running auditions for a new co-host, <laughs> Audis, but uh, everyone else uh, has previous commitments and they can't make it, but we wanted to bring you some great news, so I'm here anyway, so sorry for those watching, just get me, but I get another cool shirt to show off, DockerCon, so ran out of Hacktoberfest shirt, so I'm waiting for my new one to be sent in the mail, so I'll wear that when I get it. Okay, everybody, let's get started, and we're going to start by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions. So Order Solutions obviously does a lot of things for the community. Uh, cold box, command box, forge box, test box. All these are uh, open source projects that we're bringing out there. Well, I guess forge box not open source, but uh, the community can use it. Um, but all these projects, including this podcast, are things that Autis does for the community. And so if you want to say thank you back to Autis for doing these projects and supporting them, so we have a few ways you can do that. So one of the, the easiest ways and free is to like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, you can basically sign up to the podcast. So if you're listening in a podcast player, please subscribe there and give us a, a rating as well. That'd be great. We also have a CFCast account. So if you can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, uh, you can check out the great content releasing every week. And we tell you a little bit about that every week on the podcast. So uh, check that out because we have content all the time. And then also we have a, a couple of books out there. The latest book from Audis is 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad. And you can purchase that one as well. Now, Another way you can give back and support is actually direct financial support, and you can do that with Patreon. So at Patreon right now, we have uh, 37 Patreons providing 93% of the funds for this podcast. So we're almost 100% supported just from you Patreon supporters. So that's really awesome to see. Uh, and if you uh, go to patreon.com slash autosolutions, you can check out those packages and find one that works for you. Uh, we do have annual memberships now where you save 10%. And so you can sign up whenever you'd like for an annual membership. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the show. And we'll give you some of the perks too for be being a Patreon member. Okay, let's get into the news. So first up, um, CFML Spreadsheet 3.1 is released. So we've been talking about this one quite a lot lately. And so that one is just released into 3.1. Uh, it supports the latest uh, POI 5.10 and has some minor fixes and updates. And we actually have a blog post uh, from Julian about the change and everything. So we'll talk about that in the blog post section. We have uh, Adobe One Day Workshop for Adobe Cold Fusion with Damien, I always say his name right, Brainrooks. Uh, I really got to see how to pronounce his name. Maybe I should show up to the workshop just to learn how to say his name. But that is going to be November 10th, so next week. Uh, and it's going to be Central European time. So check that out. Uh, you can find the link in the chat if you're watching live and if you're uh, in the key, sorry, if you're not watching live, you can check it out. It'll be in the show notes. Okay. So next up, we have a new online CF meetup scheduled for this week. So November 4th, it's going to be with Charlie Earhart 
And so Charlie's actually going to be hosting and presenting, which is, you know, double duty for him. But he's going to be talking about migrating apps to ColdFusion 2021 from earlier versions. So uh, he's obviously done previous talks about migrating settings and everything. So he's going to focus more on a lot of other things. Um, so basically looking for, you know, how to upgrade from the previous year or previous years. Um, and so that'll be a great one. I know Ben Nadell was talking about upgrading from ColdFusion 10 to even ColdFusion 2021. So Ben, if you're listening, uh, you want to go check out that uh, webinar there with Charlie. Might be good news. Okay, so next up, we have an in case you missed it. So last week on the online CF meetup, they had uh, Brad Wood talking about launch darkly. So that feature flag management software, it's pretty slick. Um, the recording's available on YouTube already if you want to go check it out. But it's not just feature flags. Launch Darkly has a ton of other features, a whole marketing suite, basically. And so Brad dives into a little deeper than that. Um, so it sounds like a good, a good session. And yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's on my watch list already. Okay, next up, we do have an Audis webinar planned for November. Right now, we're just getting all the information ready for you, but it's going to be Javier Contero. He's going to be speaking about Forgebox Business. So Forgebox Business is a new release that we announced it into the box. And so Javier's going to go through a little more details, dive a little deeper, and sort of uh, give you the rundown on what Forgebox Business is and all the different pieces that make it so great. So we'll have the registration link coming up soon. But expect that later in the month. Uh, we'll have to schedule it around uh, Thanksgiving, obviously. So we'll give that date as soon as we have finalized it. Okay. So next up, we actually have a couple of tweets that I want to talk about. But uh, I thought with the Halloween stuff, I thought we could do a CB Wire is alive. Yep, CB Wire is a project that Grant Copley talked about into the box as one of the new cold box uh, and live wire. Um, basically, I guess it's like a mini framework, but it's uh, basically a new little tool and it's basically catching up on all the things that everyone's doing live wire and all the other languages. And Grant's done a lot of good work and it's looking really awesome. Uh, I did watch his session at Into the Box, so it was great to get an understanding, and it's pretty slick what you can do. So I definitely recommend checking the ITB video out on CFCast if you have access to that. But here's a couple of tweets, and I'm actually going to share them. Because I'll share my screen here. So if those of you guys done view and whatnot, you'll see some of these these types of things where you've got you know, loading dot attribute equals disabled wire click. So a lot of the similar stuff where you have loading dot delay. And so all these little things, you know, sort of adding in, uh, it's, it's pretty slick. The doxy's got flushed out really nicely, but I really like how it's a mixture of sort of normal cold box stuff with almost view like, uh, view like work and it's all API based. It's, it's kind of, it's weird. It's like a good combination of everything. And so you guys, if you're not looking for a direct, you know, a few Vue.js front ends and everything like this might be a great little add in. Uh, so definitely check that out. But he's got a couple of tweets out there um, talking about how you just got auto logging now with some components uh, and then, you know, little things like that. So he's sort of doing like a little hints and tips on Twitter. So go follow him on Twitter and check that out and check out the project CB wire. Okay, so we have that for our news section. So next up, we're going to start talking about 
CFCAS. So CFCAS is our online video uh, delivery service, I guess you would say. Um, so we have a lot of great content on there. We have English and Spanish content, and we just finished this week releasing the last videos from Quick. So we have the last two exercises released, and so up and running with Quick, that whole entire workshop, the two-day workshop, is now completely released and available up on CFCAS for you to watch. We also released the Quick Building APIs extended version that I did at, at the oldest webinar just recently. So that is available up there. And that one is a free video, just so you know. So you don't have to pay. Just sign up and you'll be able to watch that video. So those three videos uh, released this week. And coming up this next week, we have a whole bunch of new content. And this new content is going to be some recordings in Spanish. So Spanish speakers... We're going to be releasing some university classes, and they include some Zero to Hero content and more. So if you're, uh, I know a lot of people are really interested in the Spanish content, so you can check that out, and that's available on cfcast.com. So you should check, I think they usually come out either Wednesday or Thursday for our new content every week for CFCast, so keep an eye out for that, and away we go. Okay. Next up, we have conferences, and this week we have Microsoft Ignite, so that's going on right now. It's November 2nd through the 4th, and if you check out the screen, uh, you can basically register right on the site here, and I wonder if they have live video right now. Let's see if it's going to load here. Azure's database services offer a choice of... They sure do. You can hear that right there. Sorry for the loud volume, everybody, but uh, yeah, the videos are live right now. So if you guys want to check it out after the podcast, because I'm more important, uh, you can go do that and you can just start watching. If you want to join the chat, you register and, and get in there. So uh, check that out, Microsoft Ignite. And again, it's talking more about business applications and security, but it can always be relevant to what we're working on. Next up, we have DigitalOcean Deploy, and that's going to be November 16th through the 17th. And uh, that conference is obviously focusing on a lot of the deploying they're doing some containerization and everything and if we view the agenda here we'll see some of the type of content they have available so um, kubernetes scalable virtual classrooms uh, scaling app platform on kubernetes bootstrapping to production ready cluster with digital oceans kubernetes starter kit so a lot of kubernetes stuff there's some blockchain thrown in there some small business um, you know, cloud reporting as well. So some interesting, interesting content there. So that is going to be, as I mentioned, uh, November 16th through 17th virtual conference, uh, register at deploy.digitalocean.com. Okay. So I'm trying to keep up posting these links in the chat as we go. And then, uh, Next up after that, we have AWS reInvent. So AWS is um, basically premier uh, conference. And for those uh, watching at home or remember from last year, that was actually like a three-week conference. So this year, it's going to be November 29th through the 3rd. It's in Las Vegas. And if you want to attend in person, tickets are $17.99. And they do offer virtual free tickets as well. So if you want to just check it out. And so that there is november 9th through the 3rd and if you want to go sign up the website's available at reinvent.awsevents.com 
and go register now. We also have another conference. This one's Postgres Bill, which is a European conference, but uh, I've been doing a lot more Postgres lately, so I'm really interested in seeing what they have there. Uh, Postgres Build is going to be online and free. It's November 30th through the 1st, and they have some uh, good content, including last year's content available to watch on the site. So if you guys are not sure if you want to sign up or not, um, go check out previous year's content. Uh, should be should be good stuff. Okay, now we're back to some Cold Fusion conferences. So later on this month, uh, actually next month, so a month away now, we have Into the Box LATAM 2021. Uh, due to the the COVID circumstances, we did have to go virtual again. We were hoping for an in-person, but that's just not possible right now. So we're going to have speakers from El Salvador and all over the world present on the latest web and mobile technologies in Latin America. It's going to be uh, completely free, so you definitely want to check that out. And we have a pretty website all up and running, and thanks to Google Translate, I can even read what's on it. But if we check this out here, go to English. Now I can see. So free virtual conference, Thursday the 2nd and Friday the 3rd of December. And again, no, no fees. We'll be announcing all the speakers here very soon. So check back and obviously we'll keep track on the podcast as well as we announce those. So one month away, so the countdown is on. Again, in uh, December, we have one more conference that's on our list here. Adobe Cold Fusion CF Summit 2021 is gonna be uh, live free and online. So you can register for free at uh, cfsummit.vconfix.com. So we'll share the link because it's really hard to, to say and spell. Um, but that is a, a great conference. They got a lot of good content up there already. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, and then they've got some announcements about the speaker. So let's go check out the site for those watching. And we can find out a little bit more about the keynote speaker too. So they've they brought a new, new speaker in from outside of the Cold Fusion community. And you see a lot of the familiar faces in here as well. So they're doing a little more front-end UI mobile development. They've even got some uh, Node stuff in there, which Brad is like, why are they going to be talking about static site generation? Like, we could do that in Cold Fusion. But, but they will. But the keynote speaker this year is going to be Ashley Willis, developer relations for Microsoft Azure, and she's a certified Google Dev expert. And she's uh, dedicated to work with open source communities. So this would be good to find out a little bit more about it and the future of DevRel, so developer relations. And uh, yeah, this job is getting more popular and it'd be nice to sort of hear a little bit more about it and maybe the inside story. So pretty cool. So we'll mark that on your calendar, everybody. That is December 7th and 8th. It is virtual. It's got two tracks, I believe. So two days, two tracks. A lot of good content there. Okay, last conference. I did lie. Uh, we have one more. So we have JConf Dev. So it's a Java conference. It's a, now going to be a free virtual event. They had to change theirs from in-person to virtual as well. And that is December 9th. So you can sign up at uh, 2021.jconf.dev. And I'll put that in the chat as well. But for those watching here, you can see their site up here. 
So Deep Dish Java, I guess it's supposed to be in Chicago, but it's going virtual now. So they have five tracks, so 50 sessions, wow. So that's open and free. So gotta be a lot of good content in here. There's gotta be something uh, migrating to Java 17. No, don't do it. But uh, the rest of it, you guys can uh, check out. But yeah, so it was kind of interesting. Uh, the Ellipse, Eclipse Adoptium and Adopt, uh, sorry, Adopt Open JDK. Ask me anything. That should be a good session. I know Brad's probably got a few questions. He's been working with them to to build out all the JDK options and command blocks. Um, but there's some good content there. So that's our list of conferences up and coming for the CFML and related communities. So we've got a lot of great stuff there. And remember, conf.tech is a great place to go check out even more. Okay, so next up, we have blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So first up, we have one from Charlie Earhart. So he's talking about Fusion Reactor 8.7.4 released. And some of the big things on there is that now it tracks JDBC time and more on the request list pages. So that's like the big thing. And we already got a tweet today because I retweeted this. Uh, they responded to me too. They wanted to know, didn't it already do that? And so basically, yes, they did, but they put it on the list pages now. Before, you'd have to go and look through the JDBC options and find the request and then look at the time and, and everything, but it's on the request list pages, which just makes it really handy to be able to get that from a top level. It's all at your fingertips, and you can compare more easily. Before, you'd have to click on a post, go in, find it, look at it, and then go back out to the next one, click on it, and see what it was. So now you'll see the total time, as we can see in a screenshot here. You'll see the total time taken and then you'll see a little bit more about the database seconds and you know and so that that really helps you can sort of see what you know comparatively what's taking up the time because sometimes it makes a big difference so charlie talked about the tracking time the http time etc on the request list pages and then uh, other helpful improvements and this was a big one for me the sequel that is tracked now you can increase the length. So there's a setting in there that you can go change um, because I don't know how many times I was dealing with some really crazy sequel and it got chopped off. Okay, and Charlie's just explained the service time, the service milliseconds is for HTTP calls, etc. So that's good. That's what I was assuming, but I don't want to make a fool of myself, Charlie. So thanks for chiming in and keeping me on spot. Um, and then at the bottom, obviously, he talks about how to get the update. Um, so when you log in, uh, you'll see if you're 8.1, the top banner should tell you there's an update. Uh, you can get the downloads page. If you have command box, the Fusion Rector one updates automatically, but, uh, he has a post here on keeping it updated. So definitely should, uh, keep on top of that. There's a lot of great stuff coming out all the time. Um, so it's nice to have it updated. Okay, so the SQL length, the ability to control the length is not new, but they're pointing out how you can change it. Okay, that makes more sense. See, Charlie, like, if I didn't, if it wasn't obvious to me, I'd never know it was there. So if they make it easier to, to see that, that's a good thing. So yeah, especially if you're doing ORAM. ORAM generates a lot of SQL because it gives everything strange aliases to make it you know, unique. And when it does that, it generates a lot of SQL. So this should be better to be able to give that there. So very cool so great blog posts again fusion Reactor is great if you have it and update it uh, and use all the new features okay next up we have one from julian and as i mentioned earlier 
this is Julian talking about how Lucy spreadsheet is now spreadsheet CFML. So he sort of gives like the history of it was born out of his frustration seven years ago because it was so hard to get spreadsheet stuff working in Raylo. And then of course Raylo became Lucy. And then not long after the release, he started adding ColdFusion support and everyone's like, why would you want to do that? But he explains, it's like a lot of times cross-platform compatibility is really important for people, especially with people like Preside, you know, that they have to run on either engine. So it just made sense to start adding more and more. And so, you know, so he talks about the history and he does apologize for the ForgeBox stuff. Uh, and, and we've mentioned here before, he actually changed the the repo on GitHub and it had all the redirects set up so everything would keep working. But on ForgeBox, it didn't, you know, it didn't warn him and we don't have all the automatic redirecting set up on that. So um, we've improved our process. So, you know, a couple of builds were broken because the package name disappeared and everyone was trying to use the old package name. So we've made it now. So basically, if you want to change the name, it'll sort of archive the old version and you can set up a new one with a new name. And that's what he has. So you can get the old name or the new name. And uh, Spreadsheet CFML is the the new one here so the original package is there for any 2x stuff you have but uh good to see a blog post sort of you know given the history of it too so i enjoyed that one okay we have a few from ben nadal so this first one um was an interesting one and i've got a story to share about this too because in his tweet he was talking about how you know long story short it just taught him that he doesn't know too much about Docker. And so in, in his response to his tweet, I'm like, well, that's the beauty of abstraction, right? Because when abstraction works properly and everything's working, it's great because you get a black box and you don't have to worry about it. Everything just works. You don't need to know any details or anything else. It just works. The problem with that when you abstract something away in, like a, in a black box is when something goes wrong, it's a pain in the butt to try and figure out what's going on, how do I fix it or whatnot. So that's the problem when you start doing abstraction. Um, but so what Ben was doing um, was basically he was updating uh, locally. He was using command box Docker image for Adobe Cold Fusion 2018. And so when he updated to the version he was going to be using, um, I think it was because of his host was updating. Then he had all these weird issues where the local date time cannot be converted to a date error in Cold Fusion. And so eventually, he said after four hours down the rabbit hole, he finally figured out that uh, it was because the JDBC version, the MySQL Connector version 8.0.23, is incompatible with Adobe Cold Fusion. So he had to figure out how to backdate it to 8.0.22. And that was a, a big problem. I would show you the site for those watching, but Ben must be updating his website right now. So I can't show you that there. So no pretty pictures of Ben's website today, but uh, it's a good blog post. So uh, I definitely check that out. It even has a little Docker um, script to show you how to remove the other driver and add this new one back in. So I'm not sure if that's something that uh, we've updated. Brad, if you're listening, we should check that out too. Oh, and Charlie reminded me I'm not sharing the links again. See, that's why I usually have co-hosts for. They're, they're in charge of the links while I talk too much. But I'll do that right now. Sorry, Charlie. So, okay. And then next up, we have another one from Ben. And so, in the next one here, um, 
he's actually looking at preparing his blog for some love because he's been working on that since mx7 basically so he started his blog on mx7 and he slowly updated and i think he's hosting with host right now um and the cool thing about that is um they're updating and he's actually going to go all the way from cf10 i think he's on because he's uh, he's opted to update and they were going to shift them to 2018, but they're actually going to move them all the way to see if 2021 looking at some of the comments there. Um, okay. Ben's site is back up so I can show you this one, but this one's really cool because it's basically, uh, he's evaluating all the different things that he's going to do when he migrates from cold fusion 10 to cold fusion 2018. So I like this because he basically goes over every new thing in Adobe CF 11, 16 18 and then he's going to update it to 2021 so all the things he's actually wanted to do and you know sort of how he's done it and most of these things he's already using in some way shape or form um but there are better or you know slicker ways to do it and so like get safe html for example um basically this is using you know anti-sammy from OWASP but he's already doing that from a jar file on the fly so now we can basically not have to worry about loading that jar file and just handle handle it with get safe html uh, Alvis operator and he actually mentions the podcast because uh <laughs> brad is always talking about how the Alvis operator in adobe has some issues um and yeah i just it's just really nice to go through he talks about member functions proper case key preservation um you know full support for cold fusion tags and script so he's talked about all these different ways that you can do that which is pretty neat including custom tags which is very cool uh, query execute stuff built-in functions as first-class citizens. You can pass the function references around as, um, it's pretty nice too. Uh, array methods like map, reduce and struct map, etc. And yeah, and so this blog post is just perfect. If you were trying to see what's really cool in the different versions, this is really good. Um, and basically this here is like a nice little sort of guide of all the things you may want to think about updating in your code. Um, but as Charlie mentioned, his uh, migration post will basically talk about all the things that might break. So Ben's got all the cool th things you may want to update and change to use because they're cool. Charlie's uh, webinar is going to be basically all the things you got to watch out for. So, so yeah. So hopefully he'll come back in and uh, do this here. And, you know, he said as he was doing this here, uh, you know, CF Docs has a features improvement by version page which is pretty cool and he talks about charlie has all the stuff and you're normally in your hidden gems talks whatever so yeah it's pretty cool and so charlie's got all those hidden gems talks up on the online cf meetup or on previous uh cf summits as well so but yeah i really like this blog post like if you guys are looking for features and when they came out because i always have trouble remembering it uh that's a really good blog post so very cool thanks for that ben Okay, next up, Ben uh, talks about managing shared secret token rotation across systems in Lucy CFML. And so there's a couple of blog posts here, but basically talking about, you know, uh, doing things like CF tasks and scheduled tasks and all these little things, and they usually communicate between uh, different systems. And so he sort of looks at how to best do that. Okay, so this one here, um, you know, he talks about how we have a shared secret, and a lot of times people just put it straight in their code, right? Uh, hopefully, you're not putting that up on GitHub publicly, but even if you do that, uh, you have your code and, you know, these passwords. Um, 
one of the things you also talked about here is like a lot of times if you have to rotate tokens at different times or if you had done them it's hard to like roll them all out at the same time you roll out a new system password for one and it breaks everywhere and you gotta go update all those sites and deploy them um and so this is building on top of his podcast from working code talking about secret management versus premature optimization and so i thought it was really good you know talking about using um, environment variables or whatever um basically you know have having a secret where you know can you actually read it because if you can read it it's probably not a secret so secrets are usually you can create them and you can overwrite them but you can't see them or uh you know or do anything like that so he works through uh he even creates a a couple little things in here so he's using different tokens um talks about the sort of the process from going from version three to version four tokens and he has a little function down here i think uh where's his emv thing he has an emv function here somewhere there we go so basically you can ask for an environment variable and then the server will get out of the system environment uh, and pull it if not it gives you a default and so that's an empty string here and then here if there's a fallback value it'll use that if you if you want to pass it in so uh, it was a cool little post and then as i mentioned right after that he had another post following it up and the second one talked about using it with secured uh securing cold fusion schedule tasks and a docker container and so this one was pretty neat too and he goes even further than just changing the password and making an environment variable which is a good start he even did some locking down where since you're in docker you can actually hit the server with 127.0.0.1 and so basically if you're if you're getting a request from somewhere else you know that it's not actually the scheduled task so you can actually block it so he did mention he's not a security expert disclaimer disclaimer um, but i thought it was pretty neat how he walked through this process you know just little things like he had a docker container set up with uh you know nginx in front of it which was port 80 uh tying through to whichever server he's using 8500 or 8888 depending on if you're using uh you know lucy or adobe and what versions um but yeah he walks through the whole process so this is kind of a, a neat idea for how to run your little your little schedule tasks how to use the task password environment variable and then basically have some security checking for that so uh, it was pretty neat i thought it was kind of nice um you know so in here you'll see that he starts to do some checking like if the remote address is not 127.0.0.1 then you'll redirect or your bot saying incorrect address and if it's not the right port that you're hitting then you know give it another error for that and so it's kind of neat how he basically just locked it down so cool cool okay what was the last one i posted oh man sorry i get distracted with these so much good stuff so next up we have i think one more from ben if i remember right let's see actually no this wasn't uh sorry everybody but this was basically a, a little tweet that was sent out and i thought it was kind of interesting because it mixed up a whole bunch of different things and long story short it was about a mind-blowing week and so this mind-blowing week is started off with them saying they're watching adobe max highlights projects that he works on well uh, adobe stock Listening to commentary from Cold Fusion's Ben Forder and then dovetailing to the CFML podcast with me and Brad. And then he finally realized that Selenium 4 has been released. 
So it was pretty cool that they started with Adobe Max and they somehow got into our podcast uh, after you know hearing from Ben Forder. So pretty cool to get mentioned like that. Um, but yeah, there was some pretty cool stuff out on Adobe Max last week. So for those who didn't see, um, I think Photoshop now has an online web version. It's pretty neat. So now you don't have to install it anymore. You can just use it online. I think it's through the cloud system too. So, you know, trying to go smarter. Now people can do stuff, you know, on tablets and phones that you couldn't do before because you got even more power. Um, I know that everyone's all excited about putting uh, VS Code through GitHub onto their iPads too because now their iPads are actually usable. Stuff like that. So we're definitely going uh, more web-friendly these days for sure. So... I thought it was kind of cool to get a shout out to the blog post, especially when Adobe Max is mentioned because there's what thousands and thousands of people checking that out. So very cool. Okay. That's that for blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Thanks everybody for sharing. Next up we have get CFML jobs with find jobs. So let me share my screen for those watching. You'll see we have uh, five new jobs this week, I think. Yep. So we have a quality assurance engineer with Cold Fusion Knowledge, um, a remote job there. We also have a web developer in Denver, Colorado. We have an HTML Cold Fusion developer at Stalford Sways, uh, or Keys, uh, and that's in the United Kingdom. We also have a, a couple of positions. We have a Cold Fusion developer in Texas. We have a Cold Fusion developer in California. So about five new jobs listed there so if you guys are looking for a job get cfmodjobs.com is great follow them on twitter post a new job if you want to completely free right on their site and uh, share with anyone else that you know is looking for jobs okay next up we have our forge box module of the week Oh my gosh, well, I, gotta, I have to update my Patreon list because we just had a new supporter, like $500 plus a month. Crazy. So let's see if I can get that name uh, so I can share that before the end of the episode. That's pretty crazy. Sorry, a little alert just went off. <laughs> okay, Forgebox module of the week. So that is a new one this week. Um. We're working on Google Recapture, and we're going to be looking at version 3.0. So there's a new one out, Recapture 3.0, which is smart. Apparently, it's using AI, so you don't have to click that little box. I'm not a robot anymore. Apparently, this version is so smart that just the way you interact with a page, just the way you fill out the form is enough for it to figure out, are you a robot or not? And so this uh, Recapture module uh, was built by Javi. Javier Quintero from Order Solutions. It was working on a client and uh, set it up. So you can go and get your keys. And remember, it's part of Google's Recapture API and it's free. So uh, check that out. Um, really cool. And it's really easy to set up. You basically just need to put your keys. So if you're using Callbox, you know, module settings, just go in your Callbox CFC, put in your secret key and your public key. And then to render it out, you can use this simple render view code like this. And that will render it out for you. And uh, it is invisible, which is really neat. Uh, I know those other ones are kind of ugly and people had to try and make it work. And there was all sorts of weird issues, but it looks like they simplified it and made it easier. So there's a callback function in here. Um, but 
basically that's it. So pretty neat. So that is our forge box module of the week. So thanks Javi for, for sharing that one with everybody. I know that I've had to code up some of the older versions and they weren't much fun. So plug and play sounds good to me. Okay. So let me share that one for everybody. And then next up, we have our VS code hint tip and trick of the week. And this week we're going to be looking at one that I thought we'd covered, but we haven't. It's called SQL tools. So SQL tools is a, a pretty cool little suite of tools actually for working with database management. So apparently it's database management done right. The connection explorer, query runner, IntelliSense, bookmarks, query history feel like a database hero. So it's pretty neat. Um, it does have quite a few features. So it's got a beautifier formatter, which I always have to go online and find a tool. So that's pretty cool. We got a query runner, history and bookmarks. Got a connection explorer and a query generator for just inserts only at this time. Uh, but you can check out their features and documentation here, which we're going to do because it's pretty impressive too. So they have official drivers for a lot of different database packages. So official drivers for all of these, which is neat. Uh, Postgres, MySQL, uh, Microsoft SQL Azure, and Redshift's even on there, which is nice. But then they have additional drivers too. Um, so there's a few here, some other um, maintainers for Oracle, etc. So if you really want to use them, you can. But uh, looking at the documentation, it's pretty, it's pretty detailed. They've got lots of features. They've got you know all the information on the drivers, settings, uh, how to contribute, etc. So I just thought it was pretty neat that you've got you know bookmarks set up here. You've got the code lens too, so you can you know transforming your code and you know formatting and everything. So it's some pretty cool stuff but executing uh, right in line is pretty neat and you can do the history as well so from the command palette so pretty cool so that is our vs code hint tip and trick of the week so sql tools and it looks like uh math Matthias has almost 1.3 million installs on this too so it's got a pretty good use base so far so i definitely recommend uh you guys go and check that out so sql tools and if you guys have any other vs code hints and tips and tricks that you want me to share with everybody please let me know we've we've had a few years of this podcast and we've covered a lot of great things but i'm sure there's a few out there that we haven't covered and you guys can maybe share and that'll give us great content so we'd, uh, we'd appreciate you giving us that out, make our job easier, and then share some of the cool stuff that you like about VS Code. Okay. So next up on our list, we have our Patreon supporters. So as I mentioned, apparently we have a brand new supporter who just upgraded to Emerald. So that's big. Um, basically, he'll be you know, added as into our podcast. Just so you know, uh, certain perks are only available once you hit a certain range. But right now, we read everybody's name because uh, we want to give everyone some some credit here. But uh, usually, the ones at the top of the list are the higher uh, contributors. Um, but we want to give everyone some limelight. But this list keeps getting bigger. It's taking more and more time, and I'm running out of breath. So we'll have to eventually cut back and just you know cover those at higher packages. But 
we try and give love to everybody right now. So if you want, you can follow us on our Patreon level. So uh, patreon.com slash auto solutions. You can see a lot of different levels here. So we have a box supporter at 10 and then at bronze, you get a few extra perks. So you get a free Forgebox Pro subscription. You get a paid access to CFCast. And so that's if you hit the $50 per month bronze supporter. So if you add these two memberships up, it's basically the same thing. And then we've got more options here. So you get discounts on things if you get up to the silver supporter. But we just got an emerald supporter sign up. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's a big amount. So that should put us over the limit. So now we're at 38 and we're at 98. So it must not have kicked in for this percentages yet. It's because we've got more goals that we'll be getting to. So our goal is just to, to keep adding to the fund so we can keep doing great things for the community. So if you want to support Autis um, financially, you can go to patreon.com slash solutions. And I mentioned earlier, there's other ways to support us too, like in our, like in our videos, subscribing to our YouTube channel or our podcast, helping with documentation and everything else. They all support us. So we appreciate all of you. But these guys are coughing up their hard-earned money to, to follow us. So we really got to say something special about that. So remember, we are offering annual memberships now. So if you pay for the year, you can save 10%. And as I mentioned, we have the bronze package that gives you those uh, subscriptions. So the Forgebox Pro and the CFK subscription. But all levels of Patreon get their own little private forum on the community website. And uh, we also get the, the profile badge on the Autos community website too. So very cool. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Thanks for joining us just in time for us to read all the names so as i mentioned i don't know who that the new emerald supporter is so i'm gonna have to get that back to you with that but this is the list i had of right before this started so we have john wilson from synatrix eric hoffman gary knight mario rodriguez Giancarlo gomez david bellinger jonathan perrett jeffrey mcgee from sunstar media dean maunder joseph lamery Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Laxmer Tidohadi, Calvin Stanton, Dan Carr, Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri-Tracking Systems, Ben Nadal, Mingo Hagen, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Dager, Jeff McLean, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabasis, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mungi, Stephen Wright, and Stephen Klotz. Kevin Wright, sorry, and Stephen Klotz. So thank you to all of our awesome Patreon supporters. We really appreciate it. It, it makes this podcast possible and it gives us the gives us the options. Oh, and we have a name. So Mr. Gary Knight. Uh, he is now our Emerald supporter. So he was already pretty high up on that list, so he just bumped it up to even higher. So Gary, we really appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, basically, you're... You're really just making this possible for us to go out and do bigger and better things. And everybody at Autis uh, thanks you and the community. So I think you might have just chipped off John Wilson as the top supporter. So come back next week and you'll find out who's the top supporter. But uh, again, thanks everybody for joining us. Everybody have a great week. We will have a co-host next week. So you'll get less of me and more of somebody else. I trust me, you will. But uh, thanks, everybody. And again, if you've got Forgebox recommendations or hints and code for VS Code hints and tips, give us those recommendations and uh, we can keep this content fresh. And we'll see you guys all next week. Have a good one, everybody. Oh, Adam Cameron said Gary Knight was amazing All Black. <laughs> Check out the All Blacks rugby team if you guys want to find out more about that.
Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.